not only is social media marketing getting you know, a little bit more expensive, but content creation really does require a lot of investment from the business. So whether it's you as the founder or a stakeholder, like they have to have intellectual property and not all businesses have their own framework or playbook or methodology, right? Like some businesses, they just do what they do and that's totally fine. They can be super successful. They have core values, but they don't necessarily have something super special that makes them like intellectually property wise, neat, uh, unique. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast that brings you the best marketing conference speakers and makes their speeches only five minutes short so that you can get all of the important information without going to marketing conferences. My name is Peter and I'll be your host today on the episode number 41. I feel like I have to do something very important or big for the next episode because it's episode number 42, but I still have no idea what. But maybe my uh, current guest can help me with that. Vic Seritano, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Very good. We actually have a public holiday today. Uh, it's a big thing because the most important poet, uh, Slovene, most important Slovenian poet died on this day years ago. So uh, we're actually having a public holiday, but, um, you know, I'm doing what I like, uh, podcasting. <laughs> Right. I feel like for, for most people, when you have a public holiday, it usually means your your kids are around, there's more traffic, and there's no parking. So it's not necessarily like it was when we were in school, right? It's not All, a, it's of, not really all of that is true. Um, luckily, I'm just at the time where both of the kids are sleeping. Um, wow. But I think we have to finish uh, till 3 p.m. for me, or that's probably 9 a.m. for you, because then the kids are going to wake up and you know it's going to be crazy here. Uh, Wix, you're the CEO and founder of Agency 6B. But before we go to your company, big shot. Forbes oh, Next yeah. 1000, you, uh, you're a journalist? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a journalist by trade. That's usually what I say. Journalist by training, but marketer by, by my soul. <laughs> and being a journalist, I wanted to be a journalist, but then decided to go into theoretical political science. That was it very weird move. Being a journalist probably helps you a lot in being a marketer, right? Yeah. And, and you know, political science was the other option, right? Because to me, if you're going to, you know, write the next sidelines of history, you have to know what came before, right? That's why I took all those history classes. I was like, I got to have funny, witty ways to say like, as it right. was. Um, but yeah, it, it helps me because it really First of all, it makes people really comfortable with me, mm. right? I also went to eight different elementary schools. Um, so I'm what, good what, at being what, the new why kid. Why did you go to eight different? My, you know, divorce. Uh, my ah, parents got divorced. Yeah. I moved schools. You know, life, life. Um, that happens, and, yeah. But it, what was good about it was, and it's one of my little fun facts, but what was good about it was that it taught me how to introduce myself, right? How to be comfortable with a lot of people. Um, little did I know when I was in the second grade that that would become a lifelong skill. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're the CEO of the agency 6B. What is that? Why, why do you do that? And what is the most fun thing with you and your work? So Agency 6B is a company that I started uh, almost seven years ago now. We started in 2015 and we are an advertising marketing agency and we have a content production house within the company. So I'm actually in our offices in Jersey City, New Jersey, right across the river from Manhattan. And we have uh, two production studios here and we're opening up a separate production studio to shoot videos, photos and more. What we do is what I call revenue generating campaigns. The most exciting thing and the funnest thing about the work is that it's always different. And I basically get to like watch people all day, which is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and I get to train my team who we call the crew, right? The crew mm -hmm. at Agency 6B, like a TV show, because I was a TV reporter too. Uh, we, I train them on how to predict what consumers are going to do and then how to optimize it so we achieve the result that we want, right? That's really what marketing is. Everybody's got their own, as I would say, shtick, and we have our own too. But at its core, we want to get people to do this from this point to this point and grow a business. All right. Excellent. Before we go to the conference, you are on the Forbes Next 1000 list. That means you're one of those people that is going to shape our future. Ah, thank you. Uh, I hope so. It feels like a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> it should be because we have a lot of problems right now, especially you people uh, in the U.S. have no. I yeah, mean, we do. Uh, Europe is getting into a quite of mess right now. So we have a lot of problems. So can you please um, save us? <laughs> I don't think I can save us all. Uh, but yes, no, thank you. The, uh, the Forbes Next 1000 uh, honors 250 entrepreneurs every quarter who are redefining the American dream. And, um, you know, for us, we're still bootstrapped. We're getting ready to go after some um, angel investors. We're going to start mm. pitching uh, and we're going to gear up for some rounds of funding for, you know, more production stuff. But this company um, is something that, you know, I built from the ground up. So that honor and award just really... Uh, there's no words, and I and that's rare for me. Um, but there's no words to describe how grateful I am for the recognition. An Italian without any words—that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> you, I invited you to the podcast because you spoke at the Keep Icon conference. How was the conference? It was actually great. It was the so I, I brought my French bulldog with me, um, and it was in Arizona. And uh, we're lucky because we actually are Keep certified partners. So mm -hmm. Keep is a software company. We are partners within that. We resell the apps and and we design our system using the apps. But it was so nice to see like friends, right? Like my friends that we got to connect with, and also to meet customers because for me. I believe that tech and automation can really drive you forward as a business owner, but I need to know what people are struggling with. So it was nice to be able to have some time to sit and talk to people. And Arizona is beautiful. And it was November. It was cold here. And there I was still wearing shorts and it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, just running away from the cold. We have uh, a trip to the Canadian Island plant in two weeks so oh. that we can finally go away from the cold here because... I don't know. People should just live somewhere where you can be in flip flops all year long. I just have yeah. to. Um, I just have to um, make my wife believe into that, and then let's hopefully we'll move somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. We should go to your presentation. Your presentation was called "Proven Methods for Targeting, Attracting, and Capturing New Leads." Um, Vix, these are your five minutes. Awesome. Okay, so 
the, the method that I want to share is what I call the lead generation funnel framework. And that's what the whole presentation was about. The lead generation funnel framework or the LGF2 for short is a framework that I designed to start with the customers that you already have in your list, right? Because those are the people who already know, like, and trust you. And then you can build on that. The one thing that most businesses miss out on is that they get so consumed by the top of the funnel, what I call the froth, social media, landing pages, your website, all of that matters, but it's just one part of the whole. So what we look at is the entire sales and marketing funnel, taking your lead all the way through from the moment they discover you to the moment they renew with you. And that's what we say at Agency 6B, right? In order to have a healthy list and a healthy business, you need to have leads who are what we call the three R's. Told you I got a lot of shtick here. Recurring, referring, and returning customers who will help you grow. So first, you start with the customers you have. And you have to ask yourself three questions. Are these the right customers for where our business is? Can we serve them best? Agency 6B is an agile marketing shop, and we follow the agile methodology of customer first, right? And I try to infuse that in everything that we do, even as we train our clients. Then you have to say, if these people are the right people, where do they hang out and where did they find us? If they are the wrong people, what makes them the wrong lead is, and how can you fix that? Then you have to be honest with yourself, which I think is hard for all business owners, myself included. And you have to really say, did I give this lead or this group of leads an opportunity to connect with me and understand what I do and how I serve them best? What I call that is the EIC content marketing matrix. So remember, I was a reporter. So when I think about the story, I think about a different kind of triangle, right? We, we, we don't want to bury the lead, whereas with marketing, you kind of do because you want them on your list. So you got to hide your lead. But when it comes to the EIC content marketing matrix, what we say is the lead is attracted to you for one reason. And if you're doing your marketing campaign correctly, you should know why they're attracted to you, which means that your website has good tracking, you monitor your SEO, and you're also making sure that the SEO that is being monitored actually contributes to your business. So some people, you know, we used to do a lot of social media marketing. We don't do as much of that anymore. And I, because we've evolved and businesses have to evolve with the world. And I think that that's another area where you can, you know, that's another proven method. Think about your evolution and then figure out what that means for your overall marketing strategy. So once we have them in the funnel, right, we've got them, they're attracted. Now you have to educate, inform, and convert them. Educate is different from inform, even though those words seem so similar. Educate is a very, what I call, light touch when it comes to the campaign touch tactics. Campaign touch tactics are how we engage with the lead to get them to do what we want. At the end of the day, it's all about sharing and helping your audience grow. So over, and, and your audience, your customers, your client base, those are all interchangeable words as you move them through the funnel. So the method that we use to move them through and to help us create a better retargeting audience is educate, inform, convert. We educate them with a soft sell on who you are, what you do, what your background is, and how you've had wins in the past. This works for products, services, and experience. Hmm. The whole focus 
of your campaign, any marketing campaign you do, it could run for a day, for 12 days, it shouldn't really run for a day, but you know what I mean. It could run for a year, it could be an evergreen campaign. But every campaign you create is designed to show your lead what it would be like, the experience they would have with you as a business. Whether that's buying a widget, buying a cup of coffee, buying an earring, or buying marketing services, right? We say product service experience for consumers. And consumers could be business owners, could also be just regular people like you and me, right? Especially in today's world. So then we, we uh, inform them. Inform is what makes, what activates it, right? I'm a big fan of uh, working out and I usually use the, the reference of, you know, you have your warm up and that's the educate phase. And then, you know, your instructor says, okay, it's time to take it up a notch and you activate. That's the inform stage. What that means is that you are telling them, that's my time. I'm going to just hit you with this one quickly, telling them exactly how they can purchase from you and then convert makes them purchase and move through the end of your funnel. Excellent. Um, Thank you. Uh, 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 so many questions. Um, the Vix you... vortex is intense. I know. That's what I call it. <laughs> and I said that in my speech too. <laughs> um, you talked about how you move, where you're moving away from uh, social media to other channels, possibly SEO for attracting leads. That seems like to be a big thing in marketing right now with the expensiveness, is that a word, of social media advertising and other problems there. Um, is SEO getting bigger? I, so SEO is something that we have always done for our clients. We just never really charged for it, right? So A, me, that was stupid as a business owner. Like my thing was, well, you can't create good content strategy if you don't know what we're trying to target, right? So for me, I think the what I'm seeing, my opinion on that is that not only is social media marketing getting, you know, a little bit more expensive, but content creation really does require a lot of investment from the business. So whether mm. it's you as the founder or a stakeholder, like they have to have intellectual property and not all businesses have their own framework or playbook or methodology, right? Like some businesses, they just do what they do and that's totally fine. They can be super successful. They have core values, but they don't necessarily have something super special that makes them like intellectually property wise, neat, uh, unique. So not only is it more expensive, there are also a lot of privacy shifts and consumers are shifting. So I actually recently shared some thoughts on like TikTok, right? But if you're going to go with that strategy, then you have to assume and understand that those strategies may not directly relate to cash. And I think that's what happened years ago. I mean, I know, you know, from when I was managing Facebook pages as mm. groups before Facebook had pages back in the day, um, you know, it just, it's really shifted. So I see SEO becoming bigger. I see people being willing to invest in their home base. Like ET, you should always be phoning home to mm. your website, your environment that you control. Owned media is the answer to everything that is going exactly. out there, right? Just yes, uh, always exactly. invest in the things that you can keep at home. Uh, but I, of course, have a big SEO background. So I... I'm very excited about this, what is happening. Um, but uh, yes, on the other hand, uh, social media is shiny and SEO is somewhere there with uh, email marketing. Um, yeah, but email marketing about, is yeah. like the way to do it, right? I mean, I have been pushing people to get an email list. So I'll tell you a really sad story really quick. 
I grew an audience on social media. That's how I built the business to start, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, somebody hacked my Instagram earlier this year. I got two-factor. I got all the things. But we're all human. Stuff happens. My Instagram is gone. Gone. Now, I invested in it, but it was my, you know, me, my time. Hmm. And I, if I didn't have a list or if I didn't have a plan, which I always did from the beginning and told everybody else to have from the beginning too, you know, Vine, Vine is a good example. Vine went down in a day and there were companies dedicated to Vine ads exclusively and they went down with it. So you can't put any, no software, even software we love, right? No software hmm. can be the, the true anchor of your business. I remember when people were uh, taking down their websites and just going directly with full Facebook pages, right? I think yeah. it was it Smarties or something like that was a big case study where that, that, that we saw on conferences on how great that was. Of course, it wasn't great, but it sounded great at the time. Well, because um, websites but... are a beast a little bit to maintain, right? But that's gotten easier too. So that's really where that evolution piece I always start with that because just mm. because you're doing something the same way all the time doesn't mean that it's the way you should be doing it. Just because it is doesn't mean it always will be. And if you're not evaluating, you know, on that agile sprint, that's how we operate. But even if you just do it quarterly, it'll give you a better chance at managing the pivot. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I like that you talked about is how business owners are also consumers. The switch yeah. from B2B also being B2C because everyone is a human on the other side, right? Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, so that's a big thing for us. Uh, the human behind the brand was one of our taglines for a while. And to me, it, you know, our mission as a company, as I've started to hire employees, I had to really get clear, right? Because I knew what the mission was, but it was me and Fiona. It was me and my dog for a while. So like, and contractors, and they didn't have to care about the mission. But now we have full-time and part-time employees who have to care about the mission. So our mission is to put the human back at the center of every advertising campaign globally in the next five years. Big mission, may not be able to solve all the world's problems in the meantime. And human beings having connection is what I think we figured out during the pandemic that we wanted most, mm, right? Mm. And that's what social media networks were designed to do, but then they really separated us more than they brought us together. So I really think about, like we think about consumers, you know, as people who are taking in information, but you have, you have a business, you have a brand, I have a business, I have a brand. I casually use platforms. I use Pinterest to relax, but it doesn't mean that I shut off my business owner brain, mm. right? So I think that marketers for a long time segmented because it was easier to say, this is what we do. This is what we do. But it's not, to me, an audience thing. It's a content strategy, voice and tone thing. So it's how you talk to them. Yeah, yeah. We can't really separate the, the channels because people just switch from each one there and everyone is uh, always listening with both of their ears. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to continue the conversation? Yeah, Twitter, Vix in the City or agency6b.com or LinkedIn. I'm playing a lot on LinkedIn these days. And we've actually got a new newsletter on LinkedIn coming out because they've evolved. And I'm very excited to kind of dig back into that platform. I've just received an uh, invitation for a, a LinkedIn newsletter today. And I was like, what is yes. that? I need to look into that. And it seems that it's going to be something. But, you know, we just talked about um, investing in owned media. And of course, having yeah. a newsletter on LinkedIn is. But of course, as marketers, we have to go and check out every new shiny stuff and then see okay. how it works. Right? 
Yeah. Of course, I'm using it to drive traffic back. So that's the focus, right? Just uh, give them a little, yeah. don't give them everything. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Um, thank you, uh, Vix. Thank uh, you. That was great. Um, have a great day and we'll see you around. Sounds good. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great Bye -bye. day.